You are listening to the Uncanceled Podcast. We believe that Jesus came to set you free and nothing can cancel the truth of God's word. Now here's your host, the youth pastor of Impact Youth at Faith Church in New Milford, Connecticut, Pastor Joey Santora. What is going on Uncanceled? How are you guys doing? Thank you so much for tuning in. It's good to be back here with you guys. Uh, thought that I'd just hit you guys with like, you know, a cool what is going on Uncanceled today. It wasn't like the, you know normal, uh, you know, as an energetic type. Yes, before we start, yeah, it's a monster. And yeah, I don't want to hear it in the comments. Like, like you know, uh, uh, you know, I don't want to hear how this somehow that there's a demon in my, in my ultra peachy keen monster. Uh, I, I just don't want to hear it. Um, also, like, I went to Bible school and I have many friends that uh, that like studied Hebrew. It just doesn't mean 666, okay? It just really doesn't. I know that conspiracy theorists like to tell you that it is, but um, I'll tell you this, if the devil is inside of this monster, then the devil is of less concern than I ever thought that he would be if he could fit in this tiny can of of monster and somehow that's where he decides to be. And, and another issue with that, actually, we'll even go further. Another issue with that, if the devil was inside one can or every can of monster, that would be theologically inconsistent, being that the devil is not omnipresent, meaning he's not everywhere. Anyway, that's the end of my monster rant. I, you know, I actually, no, it's not. It's not. It was going to be the end of my monster rant, but it's not. I was, I never post anything personal on my social media. And uh, I, I've just realized as a minister that you're like, you, you, that right is no longer there for you to post anything personal, uh, especially as a pastor. I mean, I guess it is, but you're just going to be criticized. Like I could post a photo of a baseball glove on social media and people would be like, that's an idol. You need to tear that idol down in your life. Like uh, people sliding up on my story, like with their opinions. One time I decided I just wanted one day to post something personal, just one day. I've never, bo- I never boast anything other than me preaching, other than me, uh, you know, uh, a Bible verse or, you know, a clip or something. I don't post anything other than that. One day I decided to post one of my favorite monsters, Monster Chaotic. I had, I had everybody and their mother in my comments telling me about how it was the devil's number and you have to be careful of that. I'm like, hold on one second. You're telling me that a can, a a drink, a canned drink is the devil, but you haven't attended church in over a year. Like how, how in the world does that make any sense that you're, can, you're more, some people, oh, I'm going to start preaching now. Some people are more afraid of the devil than they are of God. And understand what I mean by that. Some people have a deeper fear for the devil than they do fear of the Lord. They are more afraid of what the devil can do to them than they are uh, the fear, of, than they do possess the fear of the Lord. The Bible talks about the fear of the Lord being the beginning of knowledge. The Bible talks about having the spirit of the fear of the Lord. Um, there's a fear that we have to have of God. And some people just fear the devil way too much. They give them way too much credit. Like, okay, like obviously like, yeah, if this said 666 on it, I probably wouldn't drink it just out of principle, but not out of fear of the fact that like the devil was going to possess me if I drank a drink, a drink, a drink, 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 a drink. I don't even know how you would say that. Anyway, uh, I, I don't, I don't want it in the comments uh, uh, about how it is, but 
Unfortunately, it might just be inevitable being that I, that I pointed out that somebody's gonna, somebody, somebody is gonna take the actual work. Uh, I've seen this before to write it out in the full, like Hebrew, like explanation and, and like, well, actually this, this and that. And, you know, actually, you know, this means this. I've heard the entire argument. I just know people that are more intelligent that, that, that read like Hebrew and stuff that know that it doesn't mean 666. I just, I just do. And guess what? They're more intelligent than me too, because I don't know it either. So they, they, they know the Hebrew. They know what it says. They're able to read the Hebrew Bible and they say it's not 666 because it's, it, doesn't, it doesn't connect the right way. Anyway, that's it. I'm actually done with my monster rants today. I did not intend to start the podcast today with that. I didn't bring a monster up here with the intention of doing a monster rant. But I'll be honest, uh, it, five minutes. Ben just tell him a five. It was a five minute rant. I, I thought about it when I walked on. I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to have a monster can on the podcast. And then I just looked at it right, right as I was about to start. And I was like, here we go. I was like, it's going to come out. Anyway, that's enough. Um, yeah. Monster, man. Yeah, it's over. It's over. I, I was just making sure it wasn't going to go somewhere else. It's, it's over. Um, we were talking about what fasting produces last week uh, on the podcast, being that the Church at Global is doing 21 days of prayer and fasting right now. Um, I, I, I really like times of prayer and fasting, and I, I like it a lot because uh, during 21 days of prayer and fasting, uh, at least my youth ministry and many churches, they gather every single day together and pray, and I really like that. I really like to just be in the house of the Lord every single day, uh, ministering and, and just praying. And, and let me just encourage anybody that might feel called to God in the ministry watching right now. I have for the last, I don't even know what today's date is. I have for the last 11 days, I know it's the 12th, but we didn't do it the, the first day, I don't think. For the last 11 days, I have taught something different from the Bible. If, if you're called of God, you, you can get you can get to a point where you can open up the Bible and just begin to teach it and have it be like productive and successful because there's an anointing on your life to be able to do it. People ask me like, how do you prepare to be able to have a different teaching every day? I'd love to tell you that I'm really smart and that it's really hard, but it's just really not that hard. And it's just, it's just because the spirit of God uh, uh, has anointed me to be able to do it. And he anoints anybody that is called to the work of the ministry to be able to do it. So Anyway, we were talking about what fasting produces, and, and last week we talked about how it, how it gives you divine answers. Fasting gives us divine answers and access. We talked about how uh, th there's increased power and that God will reward us when we fast. If you did not watch week one of what does fasting produce, I encourage you, stop right here. Uh, I know you just listened to a whole rant and all that stuff. Um, don't worry, there's not like another, you're not gonna like click it and see like another rant on like Skittles or something like that on the on the other one. But um, you can go and watch uh, the first three things that fasting produces but today I have three others, so there's six in total. Isaiah chapter 58. Isaiah chapter 58. We're almost there. Isaiah chapter 58. Great. Isaiah chapter 58. I'm going to read the entire uh, uh, like section from verse 1 through verse 8. Amen. 
I just was looking at the scripture, and then I love this. Isaiah 58. Shout with the voice of, tr- uh, of the voice of a trumpet blast. Shout aloud. Don't be timid. Tell my people Israel of their sins. Yet they act so pious. That means, but that word pious, it just means acting overly religious. They come to the temple every day and seem delighted to learn all about me. That word pious even goes deeper with acting very religious to the point where you act like you're better than other people because of your religion. Um, They act like a righteous nation that would never abandon the laws of its God. They ask me to take action on their behalf, pretending they want to be near me. We have fasted before you, they said. Why aren't you impressed? We have been very hard on ourselves and you don't even notice. I will tell you why, I respond. It's because you are fasting to please yourselves. Even while you fast, you keep oppressing your workers. What good is fasting when you keep on fighting and quarreling? This kind of fasting will never get you anywhere with me. You humble yourselves by going through the motions of penance, bowing your heads like reeds bending in the wind. You dress in burlap and cover yourselves with ashes. Is this what you call fasting? Do you really think this will please the Lord? I want to stop here and help you understand. God is calling out the hypocrisy of a pious Christian or at the time, this isn't Christian, but because Christ had not yet come, but a pious religious attitude towards God where we think, that what we are doing matters, and what we are doing matters, even if our heart is not in the right place with it. Uh, many times, uh, you know, I, I can even see people today, fasting becomes a religious duty, or fasting becomes uh, something that is the trend of the day, as opposed to something that is being done out of a place for love and devotion to the Lord and wanting to start the first part of your year in dedication to him. And they fast and they and, and people think they're doing such a great thing for God by fasting, yet they're, they're only doing it for a place to be able to please themselves and be able to look at themselves as religious people. And almost in a way, sometimes we could do things to even manipulate God in a way where we say to God, just like the Israelites said in this text, God, come on. We, we've done all this fasting for you. Like, like, come on, you got to do something for me here. I've been fasting for you. I've been doing all of this. And the motivation is to almost throw it in God's face to be able to say to him, hey, God, I did all this stuff for you. You better do something for me now. It's like we are doing it as a bargaining chip to be able to present to God when we want something from him where we're missing the point of what the fast is. Yeah, fasting produces answers. Yeah, you can go before the Lord and say, God, I'm fasting and I'm believing for. God, I thank you. Lord, I fast. And I'm believing that you're going to do this. But the minute that we change it from our motivation to be so we can throw it in God's face, uh, uh, that's an issue. You know, I almost look at it like this. Um, you know, you, you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend or you have a friend or you have, uh, if you're older, your, your husband or your wife, they, you do something or they do something for you. And Every time they do something for you, they hold it over your head until you do something for them. It's like, you know, okay, you know, yeah, I'll take the trash out. And then they come in later on. They wait for an opportunity to say to you, hey, you know, can you, can you, you know, uh, do the dishes? Because, you know, I took the trash out and did all of that. So can, can you do the dishes for me? Because that's the least that you can do because I already did the trash. 
Nobody would like that type of relationship to be able to have. Uh, or, you know, a friend, they, they go and they, hey, you want half my Snickers or whatever? And then, you know, the next time they see you, they expect that you're going to do something for them because you did something for them last time. That's not the type of relationship that we ought to have with God. Now, yeah, we can understand that when we serve God faithfully according to his word, that he's going to make true on his promises, but we should not go into fasting as a way to wave around a bargaining chip to God, um, where we uh, just say to God, you know, God, I fasted for you, so now you have to do this for me. That's not the right attitude to have with fasting. Um, the only time that it's ever okay to expect God to do something when you do something is if it's written in his word that he'll do it. And the reason why you can expect it in that way is because it's a promise that is written in the word of God. So, okay, if I serve the Lord faithfully, you know, I'll be blessed financially in my life. You know, we could see those, I could point out many scriptures in the Bible that would point out that promise. If I sow uh, sparingly, I'll reap sparingly, but if I sow bountifully, I'll, I'll reap bountifully. So, if I sow bountifully, God, then I, I'm going to be able to reap bountifully. And you can hold God to that because that's his word and he's already said that. I'm talking about trying to use things as a bargaining and manipulation ship to, uh, to God. That's not acceptable behavior and, and that's not something that God will honor because our heart is not in the right place. And what the Israelites were also doing is they were fasting, but yet they were just not eating, but they weren't actually living their life in a way that was honoring to God. They were still doing things. The Bible says they were oppressing their workers still. They were, uh, the Bible says, what good is fasting when you keep on fighting and quarreling? It's like, okay, I'm fasting, but I treat other people disgustingly while I'm fasting. That's not the type of heart that God is looking for. When there is a genuine fast that is taking place, it should produce in our lives. I could have even made this a point. Fasting will produce godly character. Capacity will produce godly character. If godly character is not being produced while, you're, while we're fasting, we're doing something wrong. If godly character is not being produced when we're fasting, we're doing something wrong. You can even add that as one of the points. Uh, I only had six, but you can add another. You can add another one. You can make this the fourth one. That fasting produces godly character. When I am fasting, I ought to be behaving and acting in a way that is in accordance with the word of God. Just as the Bible says here. What good is fasting when you keep on fighting and quarreling? Something that we can get at here and understand is, is if we were really fasting with the right heart and motivation and really actually fasting in the right way where we were spending uh, time with the Lord instead of eating, then what would produce in our life is godly character where we'd realize that this fighting and quarreling with other people is not right and we ought to stop doing it. Because why? When you spend time with God, you can't help to become more like him. You can't help to get more convicted by the Holy Spirit when we're doing something that's not in accordance with his word. We'll stop treating people harshly and cruelly. So fasting, fasting is, is a, of no value to us if we're not spending time with the Lord and seeking his face. I actually never saw that in that text until I read it to you guys just now. That, that's what we can even see in that text. Fasting is of no value if we do not spend time with the Lord because that fast is a farce. It's just doing it to be able to make ourselves feel like we are religious and amazing in every single way. So we have to be careful of that when we're fasting, uh, that we're doing it with the right heart, seeking the, seeking the face of God. Um, so we got, we got to be mindful of that when we fast. But anyway, let's keep reading. God says, no, 
This is the kind of fasting I want. Free those who are wrongly in prison. Lighten the burden of those who work for you. Let the oppressed go free and remove the chains uh, that bind people. Share your food with the hungry and give shelter to the homeless. Give clothes to those who need them. And do not hide from relatives who need your help. What do we see here? God is saying, yeah, I want you to fast, but here's what I want with that. I want godly character to be produced. Godly character to be produced. Godly character, godly actions to be produced. I'll give you a hot take. People think that works have nothing to do with Christianity. They are sorely mistaken. Works do not save you in, the, in itself. The Bible says it's by grace you have been saved through faith, and it's not of your own works. So you're not saved by works, but works naturally follow those who are saved. Works naturally follow those who are saved. And so what God is expecting here is that when we're fasting, that these godly works and godly character will follow when we fast. So fasting should not be done in a way that we are just starving ourselves. Fasting should be done in a way where we are dedicating and consecrating ourselves to the Lord extra. So what will happen when this type of fasting uh, takes place? A a fast where we're doing uh, godly works, where we're producing godly character, and where we're genuinely seeking the Lord. What's going to happen? Then your salvation will come like the dawn, and your wounds will heal quickly or will quickly heal. My fifth point, I guess this would be fifth because fourth was godly character. My fifth point, what does fasting produce? Healing. Healing. When you fast, healing will produce. Healing will produce. You've been believing God for healing in your body. Fasting is a great way to provoke the healing power of God. It is a great way to be able to do. Now, understand something. I want you to get this. It's not that God doesn't want to heal us when we're, when we're not fasting. God's like, okay, well, you, you better fast or I'm not going to heal you. No, healing has already been paid for. It has already been uh, atoned for by Jesus Christ. Matthew 8, 16 through 17. He took our sickness and bore our illnesses. Healing is already paid for. So you, you, I, I, healing is something you receive. It's something that, that's already available to you and that you can receive. It's not something that God has to decide to do. It's something that is already done and that we can receive. So that's something to understand about healing. But what happens when we heal, and I, I love this, and this is something that I, I felt the Lord showed to me, is what happens is our understanding of, of the word of God And our faith increases when we fast because we're dedicating more time in the word of God and with the Lord. And so we get to a point where we can receive what is, what has already uh, been made available to us when when we fast. Uh, It's the same thing where I talked about with increased power. That power is available to us, but what happens is our faith begins, uh, our faith begins to increase by the uh, study and hearing of God's word during a fast. Our um, time with the Lord increases where we believe him for more. And so that, that's what's happening here. We, you can receive divine healing in your life through fasting. Now, let me talk about this practically for a second. Not only is there a supernatural healing, but there is actually an inward healing. Um, if you do a seven-day water fast, if you do a seven-day water fast, all of the cells in your body by the end of your seven-day fast will be completely brand new, completely brand new after a seven-day water fast. 
if you fast for seven days, one time in your life, if you fast for seven days, I actually don't know if it's one time in your life or it's if you do it, uh, do it every year or every now and again, your chances of getting cancer in your life reduced by 70%. 70%. That, that is amazing. See, something that people don't realize is that I think it's 50% of the dietary issues in the world. I heard Jonathan Shuttlesworth say this the other day. I, I don't know if he has it backed by facts, but I've looked it up. I've looked it up before, and you can see that much of the reasons why people are in hospitals is because of dietary related issues. And Jonathan claimed that 50% of people uh, uh, that, um, that uh, are in the hospital are in the hospital for. Uh, uh, dietary related issues. If you don't know what Jonathan Shuttlesworth is, he's an evangelist that uh, I listen to and respect. And, and he said that uh, the other day. 50% of it, if people would just take care of their diet, they would not be as sick. When you fast, you're taking care of your body and taking care of, uh, of a diet. Fasting is a healthy thing to be able to do. Now, you've heard me talk about fasting before. If you're a student watching or uh, even just a adult watching, I'm not telling you to jump right to a seven-day fast. I'm not telling you to fast without talking to your parents first if you're a student. Um, if you're an adult, hopefully you wouldn't have to give your parents a phone call to be able to get approval to be able to fast. Um, but, uh, you know, like... No, I won't say. Do I want to say that? Yeah. No, th there's this guy. He he works at this place that 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 uh, we get something from. I'm not even going to say what we get from. And he just seems like the type of guy that uh, I actually think he even told. To, I think, he, Ben, did he tell you he lives with his mom? Oh, he didn't. He just gave me that vibe. Uh, he, he's like <laughs> he's like 30. And he looks like the type of guy that would ask his mother for permission to be able to, to, to fast. Uh, nothing wrong with consulting your parents, even as an adult, but uh, you don't need permission to be able to fast uh, from your parents when, when, you're, uh, when you're an adult. Anyway, uh, there was no point in me saying that whatsoever, but I, I just thought of it and it made me laugh. So I thought I'd share it with the crowd. Uh, anyway, um, what was I talking about? I was talking about fasting and healing. Yeah, when you, when you don't eat, it actually... Uh, helps your body recover and your taste buds are all brand new. I'll tell you what, um, I, I did, I did an extended fast, uh, and now I'm doing a six to six fast, but I did an extended fast, uh, for a little while. And after the end of the fast food tasted so delicious, it was like the most amazing thing ever. And so fasting actually produces healing for your body, not only supernaturally, but also naturally. Next, Isaiah 58 verse eight. It says your godliness will lead you forward and the glory of the Lord and the glory of the Lord will protect you from behind. The glory of the Lord will protect you from behind. Number, what am I at right now? Six. Six. I got Ben in the back. He's got me. I just had a drink of Monster. I won't bring it up again. It's okay. I won't bring it up. The devil did not just answer me. Okay. Uh, no, number, no, number six. God goes ahead of us and knocks out obstacles. God goes ahead of us and knocks obstacles out or knocks out obstacles. How do I know this? Let me explain. First off, it says your godliness will lead you forward. If you actually look into this, what it's saying is not your 
ability to live godly. It's talking about our righteousness leading us forward. Is this an NLT? Yeah, that would make sense. Uh, Other translations say your righteousness will go before you or lead you forward. Who is our righteousness? Our righteousness is God himself. Our righteousness is God himself. And so what this text is actually saying is it's saying that God will go before us. What does it mean when God goes before us? Go to Isaiah chapter 45, verse 2. Isaiah 45, verse 2. This is what the Lord says. I will go before you. There it is again, Cyrus, and level the mountains. I will smash down gates of bronze and cut through through bars of iron. And I will give you treasures hidden in the darkness, secret treasures. I will do this so that you may know I am the Lord, the God of Israel, the one who calls you by name. When God goes before you, he will knock out obstacles that are ahead of you. So when you fast, it actually provokes something where God will go ahead of you and will knock things out, knock obstacles out that are ahead of you. That's what that means when it says that God will go ahead of us or God will go before us or before us ahead of time. You can think about that. God will go ahead of time and he'll knock things out that are, uh, in, that are in front of you. Lastly, number seven. So I guess this is seven things that fasting produces, not six. God will protect us against attacks from the enemy. God will protect, uh, protect us from attacks from the enemy. It says, oh, I was in Isaiah 53. Good text too. And the glory of the Lord will protect you from behind. God will protect us from behind as well. Not only will God go before us, but he'll protect us from behind. It is his all-consuming protection. He goes before us and he knocks stuff out, but he also goes behind us and covers us and protects us from any attacks from behind, from the enemy. Let let me give you an example of what this looks like. Go to 2 Kings chapter 6, and I'm going to end here. 2 Kings chapter 6. End here because I need to be done by 5. Some of you guys are like, wait, I'm watching this at 3 p.m. Yeah, for me, it's uh, 4.47 on a Friday. I normally record on Thursday. Wasn't able to. I don't even know why. I don't know what I was doing yesterday. I don't even remember. Anyway, Acts, Acts, what the heck? Second Kings chapter 6. I don't know what I was just reading. I think I saw the word Acts. I also, I think that's cap. I don't see the word Acts. Okay. Anyway, Second Kings chapter six verse eight. This is the story. The story. A story about the prophet Elisha. When the king of Aram was at war with Israel, he would confer with his officers and say, we will mobilize our forces at such and such a place. But immediately, Elisha, the man of God, would warn the king of Israel, do not go near that place, for the uh, Arameans are planning to mobilize their troops there. So the king of Israel would send word to the place indicated by the man of God. Time and again, Elisha warned the king, so that he would be on the alert there. The king of Aram became very upset over this. He called his officers together and demanded, which of you is the traitor? Who has been informing the king of Israel of my plans? 
It's not us, my lord, the king. One of the officers replied, Elisha, the prophet in, in Israel, tells us the king of Israel, uh, of Israel, even the words you speak in the privacy of your bedroom. What was happening here? This king of Aram was trying to attack Israel and uh, God was letting Elisha know the inside information. Elisha wasn't even in the room with the king, but yet God still gave him inside information into the attack from the enemy that was coming so that Israel could prepare for it. See, what will happen when you fast is God will actually give you insight into things that are uh, things that you don't know. God will give you insight uh, to be able, hey, don't do this because this lies ahead if you do. Hey, be careful today because this lies ahead. God will actually give us insider information. Why? Because we are tapping in to something greater when we are fasting. We are isolating ourselves from food. We are pressing in by spending more time in the presence of God. And what will happen is God will speak to us during that time because we are dedicating ourselves more, uh, more, um, uh, what am I trying to look for here? We'll dedicate ourselves more fully to the Lord during that time that we are fasting. And so that, that's actually what will happen when you're fasting and that's what it will produce. So I'm going to review them again. Number one, divine answers and access. Number two, increased power. Number three, God will reward us. That's a mouthful. God will reward us. Um, Number four, uh, godliness or, um, well, I forget exactly what I said, what I said again. Um, Godly character. Thank you. Five, healing. Six, God goes ahead of us and knocks out obstacles. And seven, God will protect us against attacks from the enemy. So I hope this teaching helped you guys um, and uh, understand that you don't fast for nothing. Fasting actually produces something in your life. Uh, and it, and it, does, it, it does something different. It really does. Fasting does something different that's, that nothing else will do. Um, fasting is an expectation that Christ had of every Christian. I encourage you to do it uh, because Jesus said to do it. I hope this teaching helped you. God bless you. And I hope that you guys have a great rest of your week. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Uncanceled Podcast. We hope you are blessed and encouraged by the teaching today. If you are between the grades of 5th through 12th grade, make sure to check us out in person at Faith Church in New Milford, Connecticut every Wednesday night from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Be sure to tune in next week for another weekly podcast from Uncanceled. God bless. God bless.